and welcome back. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Karami. And this is Too Good to Be True. And this week, I am going to be talking about something that I just kind of fell upon when I was actually watching a, like, true crime, like, episode from, like, you know, Investigation Discovery or whatever, like, ID at Network or whatever. Um... And it was on this show called Murder in Paradise. It is episode three from season one. It's called Spies, Lies, and Alibis. And I'm I'm telling you in case you want to go check it out. Okay. Because <laughs> obviously if you're following Usher into this sort of thing, as we are also into this sort of thing. So if you're interested in it you can go check it out i'm gonna give like a brief overview kind of of it just to like lead into what i'm getting into about these devices i didn't know anything about them or that they even existed until i saw this episode of this show and i was like that does not sound like a legit thing that people should be selling do you know what i mean like i was just like that sounds sketch I was like, this is weird, and I feel like I just pictured you like that um, Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's just pointing at the TV. Like, literally, I'm watching it, and I'm going, oh, and yeah, I was like, ooh, scam, exactly. And I was like, I need to look into this more because I was just like, the way this lady was making your money does not seem like... A little sus. It seems a little bit like fraud, you know? Like, it doesn't seem like a good way to make your money, but yet she is a multi- she was a multi-millionaire, and it's like, okay, how the fuck did that happen? You know what I mean? But anyway, this lady's name was Kimberly Bailey. She also went by Janet Fleming, I found, when I started doing my research. And I think it's because a lot of these people used pseudonames or whatever to sell these devices so they wouldn't get in trouble or get caught or whatever which is what i found out later when i looked into other people that were selling these things she was from fallbrook california which is near san diego so they basically just say san diego all the time because it's just like the biggest place that's right there so she sold these devices for about 15 years They were sold as, like, an alternative medical-type, you know, way to cure things. And they used electrical currents, and they said they cured, like, a whole slew of things, like, ridiculous amounts of things, like, different diseases and ailments. She sold these biofrequency devices, or what they called black box machines, as they were known, under a variety of business names, including The Last Seed, Naturetronics, Astropulse, and Nature Tech. So, like, they were marketing these things under multiple names. Like, multiple. It's, like, insane. Honestly. It's crazy. These devices were based on the studies and beliefs of Royal Rife, who is, like, the originator of this whole theory idea of a person he is a person it's a weird name royal richard wright that's his name all right so yeah yeah like i said she was a multi-millionaire from this she had a 33 acre farm (laughs) yeah where she also grew and sold her own holistic medicines wait (laughs) I mean, maybe, possibly, and avocados, which is kind of random, but, you know, whatever. Do your thing. You would do your thing to a degree. Yeah. Don't do your thing to the point where we have to cover you. Well, not like that, but I just mean, like, the whole avocado. That that was random. (laughs) And and avocados. She She did this crazy shit and grew avocados. So, she was wildly successful but extremely paranoid. And that is when she decided she needed to hire 
someone to look into her employees or the people that were working under her, whatever, because she thought the people were stealing from her. Yaddy, yaddy, whatever, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She and people around her said that she believed people were watching her, the people were out to get her. Like she was just really different out there. Do you know what I mean? And always fearful of the people around her. And like I said, she suspected that there were people that were stealing from her. So she, in 1997, she hired Rick Post and an associate of his, John Kruger. They owned a company called IntelliSource. It was like an investigative company. They were like private eyes, okay? And she hired them to watch her employees and just kind of, Watch them do what? Like, watch them work? Or did they, were they watch? I don't think, like, she meant, like, the whole physically. Like, I don't think she meant physically, but I don't know because it seems like they were around a lot. And then they ended up actually, like, getting into her business handlings and shit. Hmm. But, she, but also, spoiler alert, things get romantic with her and this Rick Post guy. Okay, so they start, like, seeing each other, yeah, and all that, and it's like, that's never good, you know? Like, you hired this guy to do a job, and then you're going to romanticize your relationship, but she just thought he was, like, he's so cute. He's so, he's a creative, yeah. I mean, that's the way you describe him in the in the video, too, in the show. They're like, oh, he was like, you know, he was too hot for his own good. I guess. <laughs> like, he was just a man's man, and he was this and that, and he was attractive, and, like, people just loved him. He had four kids for a previous relationship. He, they do interview his wife in this show and everything. Not important. <laughs> no, not important, but, yeah. I want to know what he looks like. He wasn't that great. I mean, from my personal taste or opinion, but I mean, it's an old guy. He was like, older guy. Uh, he's an old guy. He wasn't, and he wasn't bad looking. You know what I mean? And she was fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. As I said, things slowly became romantic between her and Rick, but he breaks it off wanting to stay, you know, with a professional, more professional relationship. Mm-hmm. So in August of 1998, Rick goes missing. Oh. Yeah. They had went on like a day trip to... Did she make him go missing? Yes, indeed she did. (laughs) That is not... That's not getting ahead of ourselves here, but I mean, you know, you knew something was going to happen. Yeah, no, that's that. I shouldn't have left. I'm sorry. But yeah, it seems like it's going down and not great. It's a whole crazy thing. And like I said, if you want to watch it, you can watch it. He becomes a missing person because he had went on this day trip with her. They went to Mexico. She tries to give this whole spiel about he... A day trip to Mexico? Yeah, from San Diego. Yeah, listen, I don't know. It was like only supposed to be like a 24-hour thing. I mean, you could fly down. Yeah, I think they did. But I'm not 100% sure. All right. Either way, she gives this whole BS because she came back, but he didn't. She gives this whole BS story about he had business to do or work to do while he was down there, so he stayed around longer and mm-hmm. some bullshit like that. And then or just be like, well, I killed him. That's why he didn't come back. He did that. And the thing was, he had a 16-year-old son that lived with him. So also a business he was running. And the secretary calls his son and is like, hey, if you're from me bad, yada, yada, all that shit. And he's like, no. And that's like unheard of. Like he would not do anything and not tell him because the son is 16 and he lives with him. Well, yeah. He's not giving her a responsible parent. He's not just going to end. His other children didn't live with him, but this one did. So why would he just dip and not tell the son? And he said that was very unusual. Come to find out, this bitch <laughs> had him kidnapped and tortured. <laughs> yeah, so she had him kidnapped and tortured, which is... Why? Did she give a reason? 
because she does or like she's fucking filling it oh she does she gives a reason the u.s attorney's office had actually contacted the um oh my god i can't think of the word but it's not why is it not in my notes the local police or whatever about this information about a kidnap and murder that someone had. Well, actually, his attorney is the one that actually contacted the local police and was like, hey, my client has this information about this kidnap, torture, murder, all this stuff, but he wants blanket immunity. And they're like, no. No. They up said, no. You don't just give out a deal like that without. But they turned the information that they got over to the FBI. And then the FBI is like, okay, let's look into this. Come to find out, she had him kidnapped, tortured, and eventually murdered for rumors of cheating and stealing money from her because she's so delusional but yeah she's so delusional and because she was bitter about the breakup of course because she was not happy about that either because she really liked him and she thought he was just you know such a catch or whatever she paid 40 grand for the kidnap and torture part wow and another ten thousand to have him executed wow yes wow she had wanted to keep him alive and imprisoned, but the man she hired said that that was too dangerous. Like, not a good idea. Well, yeah, I mean, he could always escape and tell what happened, and then sure, I... She also later propositioned another individual who ended up, it was another undercover FBI agent, about murdering the John Kruger guy as well. As her attorney... What the fuck did he do? <laughs> You'll find out. So she wanted to have him murdered as well as her attorney and her gardener. Who the fuck knows why about for the gardener? I don't know. Yeah, he pruned the roses not good or like what? <laughs> no idea. I think the lady was just off her rockers, you know, to be truthful. And she gave that FBI agent a $10,000 down payment. Crazy. I know. Ridiculous shit. Come to find out, she was also at this time being investigated for fraud related to her business, which the FBI found out once they started digging. Digging. Yeah, it's wild shit. John, the associate of the guy who had went missing and all that, admitted to authorities that he was angry with Rick for not paying him enough money. So it turns out it's kind of his fault that all this happened. Well, the lady kind of crazy anyway, but he... I mean, you can't really make somebody... You can't make someone do anything. Yeah, and not you can't make somebody who's hired a hit. But he kind of put the bug in her ear, okay? We'll, we'll say that. Turns out this John Kruger guy had orchestrated the whole thing, kind of, basically, by telling Kimberly stories and lies about Brick, playing into her paranoia. So he could take over the business once Rick was disposed of. Which is like... Or they're terrible people. Terrible people. In 2000, Kimberly was convicted of kidnapping, conspiracy to kidnap, and using interstate commerce in a murder for hire. She was later sentenced to life in prison, but died in 2008 from cancer, which I found to be... Ironic. Ironic, yes. Truly, because she was selling these devices. Yes, she did. I did it. Well, like, here's the funny thing. When she's in jail, because they show, they, like, not show it physically, but they talked about it in that episode of that show. While she was in there, she refused treatment and instead wanted to use one of her stupid-ass things. And guess what happens? She does. So, how I'm, how, how fitting, honestly. Is it in don't you think? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Wild shit, you guys. I don't know. I don't feel bad for laughing at that one. And honestly, 
I did sort of feel bad, but it's like, I don't really, because it's like, she stole money from who knows how many people. She was a multimillionaire. Okay, my thoughts on it, there's always some degree of compassion for her. Oh, yeah. Any of these people, regardless of the two right. things they've done. Because let's be real, no sane, rational individual does that shit. So there's something deeply wrong with her. Oh, clearly. Whether it be, you know, she experienced trauma in the past or she was just born, you know, genetically messed up in the head, created yeah. mental issues. So it's always like there's some degree of like, yeah, you feel, you do feel bad because if she was sane, I don't think she'd be making these choices. But at the same time, unless you're so insane, to the point that you literally cannot tell the difference between right and wrong, then I'm still just like, you're still just a terrible person. It's just like, oh, I hear It's like a weird and blurry line. But I, I don't I don't feel bad for laughing at uh, <laughs> as a device not quite doing what she claimed it did. So that's just my briefing on where I discovered about this device. Now we're gonna go back in time to um, talking about Royal Raymond Rife himself, the... I know, the Alan look fucking me. I think his name was Royal. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Richard because the other guy's name was Royal Raymond. Royal Raymond. I'm sorry, everyone. I goofed that up. It's Royal... I knew it was all R's. <laughs> Royal Raymond Rife. I'm sorry. Royal Raymond Richard. It's all the fucking same to me. Yeah, what's that song? John Jacob Jingle <laughs> So this man was born May 16th of 1988. Or no, 1888. I was like, what? I'm like, I thought I'm 19 there. That had to be a typo, y'all. Because I know it was in the eight it was in the nineteen twenties and thirties that he was doing that. Y'all. I messed it up to August 5th of 1971, which is when he passed away. He was an American inventor known for his microscopes and the Rife device, or what we know that comes to be known as the Rife device. He made claims that his microscopes could observe live microorganisms with magnifications of 17,000 times or more, which was virtually unheard of at that time because things were not that advanced then. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, literally, just would not have happened at this time. Not all, but some of the observations that Rife claimed to have made with his microscopes have been disproven by modern science and studies and th things going on later after this. Okay. Another report by Rife was that a beam ray device of his, now known as the Rife device, could destroy microbial pathogens. He created a table of what he called mortal oscillatory rates or frequencies at which various pathogenic organisms were vibrating. So, according to him, the bad... He just you know, has to turn the vibration up to one that's a high enough degree to kill them. He was saying that it had to match whatever vibration that bad microbe was in what does man vibrating at him we'll get there <laughs> I, i'm almost that's like my next side like i would think if you want to kill it you would do it more intensely then he claimed to use radio waves generated by his machine at those specific frequencies to essentially explode or destroy the bad microbes or bacteria it doesn't make any sense. If you're going to try and kill something, you need to go higher than what it you, does. That's what I would think. But he was saying you had to, like, basically, there were set vibrations for each little, you know, bad guy. Let's just call him that. It's like if you're only matching it, you're just adding to the party. Now they're just bouncing around all happy because it's the same fucking speed. Like, what? I have no idea. I just know that that's... Whatever. We already know it doesn't work. So yeah. yeah. That's... Obviously, this is part of what he had said. The logic, not logicking. <laughs> yeah. 
1938, according to the San Diego Tribune, Reif stopped short of claiming to cure cancer, basically, arguing that he could devitalize diseased organisms in living tissue with certain exceptions. AKA all of them. <laughs> What's funny is he had also previously warned against so-called medical fakers, in quotation marks, who claimed to cure disease using electrical vibrations, stating that he was not saying that his work did that. He was not claiming that his device cured people. Supposedly. Well, what was he claiming it did? I guess that it just just made the cancer vibrate harder. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. He was just saying we could get rid of the bad microbes, I guess, or whatever. But he was not claiming that it was a cure-all type deal. Like it would, it would, I guess, lessen the effects. Maybe. Oh my god. Okay, bro. Sure. So yeah, ridiculous. Rife died at the age of 83 without any scientific adoration or financial compensation for his supposed findings. He was bitter and blamed the scientific rejection of his claims on a conspiracy involving the American Medical Association and the Department of Health, along with other organizations that were based around medicine. Well, no, my stuff doesn't work, and these people told me my stuff doesn't work, so no, I'm men. Yeah, exactly. He was saying they had brainwashed and intimidated his colleagues. Or your shit just doesn't. Or, exactly. Now, this kind of went away for some time, you know, because this was forever ago, you know, in the 1920s and 1930s when he was mostly doing all his research and working with all the people that he worked with. But then, some dumbass... Named Barry Wines, only some guy named Barry, in 1987 wrote a book titled The Cancer Cure That Worked. We probably have a guy listening named Barry who's like, the fuck these two? I'm never listening to I'm this again. I'm never listening to this again. <laughs> in this book, Wines claims that Rife had in fact succeeded in curing cancer, but that his work was suppressed by a powerful conspiracy led by none other than the... AMA, American Medical Association. Because that's what they spend their time doing. <laughs> Take it down these, you know. Get the little guys. Get the little guys, you know. The American Cancer Society were like, nah. Oops, they're probably just like, this guy is full of shit. Did you know that him coming in and being like, these people are trying to spread conspiracies about me? And they're just like, fuck is that? What are you? Who are you? Who are you? What are you talking about? Either way, people went nuts after this guy wrote this book and fell into this whole idea again, and it was popularized again. This stuff kind of comes and goes in waves. That's the same. Yeah. Hurt. Like, I don't know, probably in the early 2000s when we had those stupid copper bracelets. Oh, yeah, no, it's not magnetic. Mm -hmm. They were claiming to cure all kinds of, like, not cancers and stuff, but, like, uh, shit like carpal tunnel and oh, yeah. you know, these bracelets. And, like, everybody bought into that. And it's just pseudoscience stuff like this shit. It's, it's ridiculous, honestly. So, like I said, this popularized the idea again, and a variety of, de of devices were marketed using Rife's name, saying they cured many different diseases like cancer and AIDS. AIDS, I know. Ridiculous. <laughs> you could see my face, sir. His face. If y'all could have seen that. <laughs> These devices were manufactured in a wide range of, like, different, you know... Whatever, so there was more elaborate ones, some that weren't as elaborate. But none of them are even similar to the original design that, you know, our good friend Royal Raymond Rice came up with. <laughs> none of them were even close to that. So even if he was onto something, these people are going in a different, different direction. <laughs> these newer versions of Rife devices have been at the center of multiple... Cases of health fraud in the United States. 
most of that fraud is focused on the like basic uselessness. Let me go on a rant here because this is okay. <laughs> go right now. And this kind of shit even takes off in the first fucking place is how much of a racket our healthcare system is. If it didn't cost thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars to treat something like cancer to the point where, let's face it, all of us are one health emergency away, basically from homelessness. Like, oh, I could cancer right now. I couldn't. T- how the fuck would I afford that? I had a so true, good paying career. I have a side hustle and I have a part time job that I work one day a week in cancer would absolutely destroy me. I'm still clawing my way out of the dent that I got into for fibromyalgia and an autoimmune disorder and the fucking mess that happened with my teeth. Uh-huh. And so people bite onto this shit. This like, oh, and maybe, so there, the, maybe there's a simpler cure. Simpler way. And it's cheaper. A magic oh. cure-all. And I won't have to fucking lose my house in order to not die. And if our healthcare system wasn't the shithole that it is, this kind of stuff wouldn't take off. Okay, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> I had to get it out. She said her piece. It got <laughs> me off. And it's so it wouldn't even exist if it were for that. Honestly, it's so true, though. It's like 100% true. It's just the way that things are set up in our society. It's They're treating healthcare or like it's a business. It's not a business. It shouldn't be a bit. It shouldn't be. Yeah, you're right. For sure, it shouldn't be. As I was saying, the prosperity just, you know, went on and on about our healthcare system. The fraud was focused on the uselessness of the devices, which, okay. Yeah. As well as the impressive claims with which they are advertised, like saying that they cure all types of fucking diseases, which is ridiculous yeah and i don't know at what point they made those laws saying that you can't make those kinds of claims but i feel like it was after all this oh i think it was in 1996 a couple selling rife devices that they claimed cured a wide range of diseases were convicted of health fraud in that sentencing the judge called them out for preying on or targeting the most vulnerable people like those suffering from terminal diseases and providing them with false hope but the thing is, like Karami was just saying, that's what happens. People cling on to that because of the way our healthcare system is, and it just puts you basically into debt. And like enormous debt that you know we're never day of. You know? In your lifetime. There were also some cases involving cancer patients who swapped their chemotherapy for these types of devices and ended up dying. Which, you know, did they, did anybody catch criminal charges for that? We're getting into it, just we're getting into it. I personally know she's not a chiropractor anymore, but she was. And she tried to tell somebody that she could cure her uh, epilepsy through being chiropractor and this lady stopped taking her medicine and then she had a seizure and she died but, and that lady went free because she lost her license and of course she had prison for um manslaughter i believe it was yeah i i'm a layman so one such person who did sell these devices and did get in trouble is a gentleman named james Folsom. He conspired with others to sell these type of devices. And let me tell you, he was a business associate of Kimberly Bailey. New boy. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> you know? It all comes full circle, friends. <laughs> so he sold Rife-type biofrequency devices from 1997 to 2008 under numerous names, like... And these are all going to sound similar because it's some, some of them are the same as the ones Kimberly Bailey did. And then there's different ones also. So Naturetronics, Astropulse, BioSolutions, Energy Wellness, and Global Wellness. These devices consisted of a microcurrent frequency generator with a digital readout, two stainless steel cylinders, 
and two personal application plates with connectors and lead wires connecting the device to the cylinders and the plates. And then obviously there was like a plug to plug it in. I just don't know how people would think this. I don't know. You know what? To each their own, I guess. But like, I just don't understand how people would buy into this. They came with an operating manual that listed hundreds of settings for each specific condition. For example, AIDS, diabetes, stroke. Hold on, honey. I have this set to AIDS. So we really need to set up the cancer. <laughs> oh my God. Honestly. I'm... I don't know. It's wild. It's like, and then it also says ulcers and worms. And I was like, people were using this to treat worms? <laughs> I, what? <laughs> Who still had a worm to this whole thing? I don't know. I'm just like, okay. The user would either grab the cylinders or stand on the plates, obviously barefoot, for a certain amount of time depending on the condition they were trying to treat. I'm I'm just baffled by the whole thing. James had purchased over 9,000 units, which he then sold to distributors for about $1,000 to $1,200 and to retail customers for $1,995. He totaled $8 million in sales in total, like the whole time he was doing this bullshit the location he used to make the devices in was not registered with the fda as a device manufacturing establishment shocker okay (laughs) Folsom would use the fake name of jim anderson when selling the devices he also opened post office boxes and self-storage units as well as bank accounts in other people's names in order to conduct his business, but, like, avoid detection from the FDA. Okay. Just an all-around swell guy, you know? That's great. In February 2009, he was found guilty of 26 felony counts relating to selling his unapproved medical devices. Six of these offenses actually occurred while he was on pretrial release. I know. That's what I his name what was his name that guy that did the fire festival billy mcfarland yeah that out on on and then stupid shit shit while he was out yeah he was ordered to pay two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine and sentenced to 59 months in prison followed by three years of supervised release the reason that they wanted to give him actual jail time but also put him on supervised release after is because um, him going out and been well, because of him going out and doing show. Yeah, it's not like you're here, like you need to be free. Uh, oh, yeah, baby steps here. Yeah, I'm gonna lock you up until you're that where the like they didn't trust him to keep it up. I owe you, they didn't trust him to not do shit again. The judge also ordered that 450 of these devices that the government had seized during a search warrant be destroyed. Fair, fair enough. I know. I agree. Also, John Kruger, who we know worked with Bailey also from before, was sentenced to 30 months for conspiring to introduce these unapproved medical devices in interstate commerce. This was served concurrently with his sentences due to his involvement in the murder and all that shit as well. Speed and all that. Yeah, a plus guy. He was a swell guy. Yeah. In his guilty plea, he admitted he had agreed to act as the administrator of the Royal Rife Research Society. This society's sole purpose was to promote the use of Rife devices for the treatment and cure of diseases and physical ailments. Now, the society had stated they were an independent research organization not affiliated with any manufacturers of the biofrequency devices. But Kruger admitted that they were referring buyers to himself or that Kim Bailey lady. Okay. So, well, at least he admitted it. <laughs> you know, that's something I guess. The American Cancer Society reported that Rife machines were being sold in a 
pyramid-like multi-level marketing scheme. And are we shocked about that at all either? No, because that's how this shit always goes, you know? It's you know, like, I was going to liken it to um, when you were talking about like how you couldn't you know, go buy into this kind of stuff. And I was going to liken it to thing that's going on now with the the crunchy moms. Oh, yeah. I, like I said, it cycles. And it was like in the early 2000s, we had those stupid ass copper things and the bracelets and the whatnot. And, and then it kind of chilled out for a bit. And there's always some new, yeah, I know, we're, yeah, another time and we're, you know, doing all natural this, no GMO that. Oh, yeah, and for sure. Vegan and holistic and trying to heal things through not modern medicine. And it's like we go through like a weird period of people getting obsessive about modern medicine being bad. Bad for you. Trying to do all yeah. this kind of stuff it's sense of realizing that that actually doesn't work and then we cycle back to modern medicine and either i couldn't see myself ever buying into any of that kind of stuff but i can see how it happens oh yeah especially desperate people and i'll link back yeah. to a previous episode our pastel q on that's mm-hmm. how it gets marketed to everyone they're on social media the influencers Oh, mommy vloggers, the wellness coaches, the fitness gurus, they all start shilling this shit and then they get people in their downlines and we get the MLNs going and it's just a bunch of bullshit and we're trying to tell y'all to stop it. Just stop. stop. We're trying. We're trying. We're trying little by little to, to get these things to, you know. Single-handedly. We're going to stay single-handedly, but now to the pyramid schemes. No, I don't know. But one ways, one of the ways that people got others to buy into it was by using the conspiracy claims, you know, like that the devices were being suppressed by the establishment who didn't want to see a cure. Stick it to the man. Because they made too much money off of it. And I'm not saying that that doesn't sound like something that our government or that the medical field would do. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but some of these can conspiracy people take shit a little too i mean it's not that different to this point okay so they shut them down and they can't be out there anymore but prior to them shutting down was there a single fucking instance of somebody having their aids cured by this thing come on as far as i know no it's it's i mean use your anecdotal evidence here people if you don't see any any cases but this thing actually doing what it claims to do they didn't shut it down because they don't to make they want to make more money off of you. They right down because it's actually fraud. Exactly. Although these rife devices are not registered by the US Food and Drug Administration and have been linked to deaths among people suffering from cancer, the Seattle Times reported that three hundred people attended the 2006, now this was quite some time ago, Rife International Health Conference in Seattle. So this was still, like, going on at that time. And dozens of these devices were sold at that conference. So it's like, worse. It's horrible. Now, Cancer Research UK, the world's largest independent cancer research charity, has stated there is no reliable evidence that the Rife machine works as a cure for cancer. There is also no evidence that it doesn't cause harm. Many websites promote the Rife machine as a cure for cancer, but no reputable scientific cancer organization would support any of these such claims. Yeah, that makes sense. And a 2000 article in the Sydney Morning Herald warned cancer sufferers have died after putting their feet in a device with electrical parts worth just $15, which I guess is equivalent to $25 in 2022. They kind of like put that side note in there so that you know there is a difference. It is still not. Further reporting that Rife machines are unanimously condemned as worthless by mainstream scientists and banned in at least two American states. Now that's wild to me. That it... Do you know what states are? I don't know what states are. I didn't look it up. I should bet. 
I don't have money for you to bet money that California is one of them. I wouldn't be shocked if it was California and New York. Oh, I'm sure it's got to be California because this is where all that fad started. And the California is like very, very regular in terms of like their healthcare and stuff. And even so, there are websites still dedicated to Rife and his research, like this website that's royal slash rife.com, where they just go on and on about his research and how great he was and buying into the whole conspiracy theories that they that he had found a cure but was basically silence. <laughs> and it's wild. And saying like that the AMA is guilty of restraining competitive like new methods of healthcare or pseudomedicine, as we're saying before. By discouraging, restricting, and even, like, eliminating them altogether in some instances. And it's like, okay. And I'm not saying there's anything bad about alternative medicine. I'm definitely not saying that. But there's a time and a place. Yeah, there's some things that do work for people. But you got to do your research. you got to see it's an okay evidence. There's, there's alternative medicine, you know, as some will that makes sense in terms of okay people with chronic pain utilizing marijuana <laughs> okay studies have shown that, that that makes sense is it mainstream medicine no is your doctor gonna go can't go home and smoke a blunt no but that's an alternative medicine that's acceptable because it has proven results and then there's alternative medicine that is just bullshit like right. this stuff like th there's a very distinct difference you can't say that they're cracking down on all alternative medicine and they don't want you to partake in any of it and it's you know it's all better because like yeah you can you can have marijuana for your chronic pain condition that helps you feel better and maybe sleep better at night but is it actually doing anything in terms of really treating it no it masks your symptoms it's making you feel better oh yeah but that's not an actual medical cure, cure for that condition and it's like that's where people get their lines crossed they think because something is making you feel better or it's treating a symptom that that's on the same you know scope as a cure or an actual treatment right but it's not it's funny because like I said, there, there's these websites are still out there. You can go look at them. Like you could go look at that one. It's wild. Some of the stuff that's on there. It like they claim that like he did cure people. That there was like an actual. And I'm like, how did they know this? They weren't fucking there. Yeah. And I'm sure that this website was set up by somebody who was trying to sell them. Oh, for sure. I I guarantee it. And it's wild because it's like. It says shit like he did, like, actual, like, trials and he did stuff and cured, like, 14 people or something. And, I, like I said, I don't think so. You, you could go read it yourself. I gave you what the ones. It's not like that's just ridiculous. Like, and it says that they went and shut labs down and all this. And I'm like, okay, maybe they did. Well, because this guy was, like, doing research, like, the original guy, Royal Rife or whatever, he was doing research and stuff, and he had other colleagues and stuff that were helping him, and supposedly they had, had shut, if you go on that website and read stuff, it supposedly they had shut down some type of labs run by some other person, whose name I cannot remember, I think it was, like, John something, but it's, like, I mean, well, they do that if you're using your labs to reduce if they said it was bad it was it was all good lab yeah but like this was like back in like i said it was like 1930s or whatever so it's like i don't know if that really happened i don't we don't have any proof do you know what i mean that's just bullshit that's on the internet do you know what i mean so like i can't say whether it's true or it's not yeah but then at the bottom i'm positive he didn't cure anybody or anything that much is true it's bad but it's true but it's so funny because after they state all this shit on this website, at the bottom, I have to read y'all this disclaimer. It's like, this is an actual disclaimer at the bottom of the website. 
we are making absolutely no claims of the cure of any disease using RIFE technology. Individual results may vary. The RIFE frequency generators have not been given approval by the FDA or AMA. The disclaimer which follows is required by FDA and AMA regulations. Any and all information on this website is provided for research, educational, and informational purposes only. It is in, now, in no way intended to be used as medical advice, nor are we intending to practice medicine. We are not intending to lead anyone away from seeking medical advice from a doctor. We make absolutely no claims in any way of any cure for any disease. Then it says, Rife frequency generators have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Rife technology is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And then even at the bottom, there's another disclaimer. Like it just... <laughs> Yeah, they are required to put And they are required to put those, but it's like, okay, you just said all this bullshit, but now you're going to... Like, you know what I mean? MLMs and shit like that are famous for that. They are relatives for making claims without actually saying. And then play it, say, if you drink this drink, you're definitely going to, you know, lose the weight and, and go better on your fitness journey. But they strongly allude to it. But do it anyway. They don't have to directly say it. They don't directly say it, but they really strongly yeah. suggest it. Yeah, they yeah. make sure you know what they're trying to say. And then an even finer print, there's another disclaimer at the bottom that says the information published here on this website is for entertainment purposes only and is not in any way intended to dispense medical opinion or advice or to be a substitute for professional medical care, whether diagnosis, advice, or treatment by a medical practitioner. If you feel ill or have a medical issue, you should consult a healthcare professional. So they know, they know that they don't really have the authority to do this. So you have to do it anyway. It's not able care. They just want the money. It's true. It's so funny. And then another thing that is ridiculous that I found was there is a website dedicated to basically that Jim Folson guy that went that went to jail. Like, talking about how he was raided and all this bullshit and how he he actually helped people and he needs to have his name cleared and all this. <laughs> and they're trying to raise money for him. And I'm just like, are you for real? Seriously, because this, this came, this was made in 2009 around the time when he was in trial. So someone literally went out and made a thing, trying to help this man. <laughs> like, you got to be kidding me. It's just ludicrous. Begging for people to donate to him because he had already exhausted his own funds and needs your help. He needs your help. Get out of jail. <laughs> because he needs to go do more good that he actually wasn't doing. Well, I'm... You know what? Give me the GoFundMe. Give <laughs> me all my money. I just, it just blew my mind, you know? I was like, the goal of these people, truly, they've already raked these people for money, and these are ill people, as we said. And it's like, I just don't get it, but whatever. I just really was intrigued by this, which is why, like, I dug into it more. Because when I saw about it, I was like, that sounds just insane. Yeah. It, you know, it is. I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I definitely, I was excited for this because I just fell into it and I just thought it was really intriguing. And I was like, okay, let's talk about this, you know? And the more I found more information, it was just like, wow. Yeah. You know? Nuts. So, you know, as we always say, if it seems too good to be true, it's vibration. It's vibration. <laughs> it, it is. It, it is. It's definitely too good to be true, for sure. And then if you want to find us on socials, there's a link in the show notes to everything. 
you can send us an email at too good to be true pod at outlook.com. We're always open to chatting with you about any suggestions or really anything. If you have any personal stories or anything you want to share with us, go for it. And you can also leave us a voice note if you would like, also in the show notes, as well as monetarily supporting us. And we are going to take like a little bit of a hiatus from our normal scheduling. Yeah, we're coming up on our one year anniversary of our podcast, which is exciting. Yeah, and we want to do something special for it. So we're going to have a four part series where we delve into the people that are behind the character in The Godfather. He was, I guess, based on four different people. Mafia, mobster dudes, you know, they took various things from each of their lives to form this character. And so we are going to cover each of those four guys. And then we'll just be... Something a little different. Yeah, and then we'll just be back to normal. But we wanted to do something a little extra, you know, different, fun, whatever, for our one-year anniversary, babe. Yeah. Love you. Love you, too. And it's very exciting and very cool for us. Yeah. I'm surprised. Well, not surprised, but I mean, I'm. it's neat that we made it this far and... And it's still fun. And it's still fun. Like, we haven't really had too many hiccups. Yeah. It's been it's been good. So, you know, thanks for listening, everybody. I wish that more people would interact with us, you know? But other than that, it's been fun. It's been good. Yeah. Yeah, so write us some shit. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Bye. Bye.